Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com here with a name you know, and you've come to know him in Ring of Honor for over well over a decade. We got Rhett Titus here. Rhett, how you doing? Uh, I'm feeling gravy, baby. How you doing, Sean? I'm, I'm doing awesome. Uh, we definitely want to let people know you can check out Tracy Williams and Rhett Titus, the foundation against SOS and the Bouncers YouTube exclusive. I will say I, I love the, the concentrated effort that ROH's YouTube has made over the last year specifically, like that was one of those things. I was like, man, they have so much content. They have so much stuff in that library. And over the last year, we've really seen it step up. And beyond that, you're getting exclusive matches in that tag team division too. Yeah. You know, uh, ring of honors, YouTube is always something that could have been better, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, the, and during the time off, they definitely made a conscious effort to make it better. And, uh, you know, you're always seeing a new, new match throwback Thursday. And lately, um, I've been uh, restoring honor with Red Titus. So that's basically I'll take a match from the vault, you know, one classic match and uh, kind of do a do a watch along with it and tell some behind the scenes stuff about the match and those sorts of things. So definitely a fun little uh, concept that we come up with. So I love it. It's such a slam dunk idea. They have that robust library. They have a lot of personalities that can talk about this type of stuff. I mean, I, I, it's it's been something that I, I noticed and there have been a lot of improvements in Ring of Honor over the last year or so specifically, but we mentioned the the the, the tag team action there. I, I gotta credit you and, and a few other teams. I'd kind of fallen out of love with tag team wrestling for gosh, it seems like a decade, and then I remember <laughs> it was All Night Express, it was Kings of Wrestling, it was World's Greatest Tag Team, it was the Briscoes, 
and I was catching this stuff on like Saturday afternoons and I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> this is what I, I've been missing for so long. And I, I've felt like a real love for tag team wrestling since then. And and that's something that you've like hinged your career on an awful lot. Yeah. Uh, in a lot of circles, I'm known as a uh, tag team specialist. So I've had many different tag team partners in ring of honor alone never mind other indies and stuff but in ring of honor alone you know uh at final battle i've had four different tag partners you know so uh it's uh it's one of those things where like when me and kenny first started me and kenny king first started teaming um that was like my first like real steady tag team partner and i wasn't i had to learn a lot about tag team wrestling at that point and chemistry with another person so now uh i can just pretty much uh tag up with anybody and be like, Hey man, what do you do? All right. Well, yeah. this is what I do. And let's go out there and do it. But nowadays, you know, tag team wrestling is kind of, it's a free for all on TV. So, uh, you know, you guys, guys not tagging, coming into the ring, guys just running, breaking pins up four guys in the ring at a time, the ref just losing all control. And one thing that we're trying to do at ring of honors, trying to reinforce those rules. Uh, once again, if you saw a final battle, you would have seen the pure rules tag team match where uh, we still had an exciting tag match, but we didn't make the ref look stupid. And we also stuck to all the rules and uh, the rules became a bigger factor because of it. How do you prepare for something like that? Because that's not like something that, I mean, I say train for on the indie circuit. You've been in ring of honor for over a decade. So, I mean, and, and this division kind of went away for a while and they've, they've reclaimed it now. And, and now we're seeing tag matches with pure rules. Yeah, uh, there wasn't any pure rules tag matches to go back and study or try to come up with a strategy for. So, uh, but really, you just got to get down to back to the basics. You know, it's it's pretty cut and dry how tag team wrestling used to be. And if you go back and watch my different tag matches with different partners over the years, I always tried to stay true to stuff like that because, like, I always had, like, you know, working under Jim Cornette for as many years as I did, I always had that in the back of my head, like, oh, my gosh, whoa, what would happen <laughs> if Cornette saw this? He'd, he'd curse me up and down. So, you know, you got the fear of Jim Cornette, and, you, you know, Might you're going to want to up and down even if it's good, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you have that fear of Cornette in you, you want to stick to the rules as much as you can. So you're a member of the foundation now. I love this group. I just adore this group. I think that you're a really great fit there. One that maybe people didn't necessarily expect, and I, I loved it. That's what I liked about it. I wasn't expecting Rhett Titus to, to just be in the foundation, and it's it's such a great faction full of people that uh, have been around for a very long time, whether it be on the indies like, like Tracy Williams, who has made himself known in Ring of Honor the last couple of years, yourself and Jay Lethal, who have just been on that national scene for over a decade, and Jonathan Gresham, who, I mean, I personally watch this guy's tutorial videos on YouTube. Like, I, <laughs> I'm, like, always in amazement of how he'll he'll take a complicated technique, break it down in one minute, and I'm like, oh, I got it. Like, he's he's a wizard, and yeah. you all each bring a little something different. Please tell me how you found out you'd be in the foundation and, and your thoughts on that. Well, honestly, uh, if you were surprised to see me in there, I was, I was surprised to see myself in the foundation as well. Uh, you know, uh, it was at the, the first bubble uh, where I actually, uh, the first bubble when Ring of Honor came back to TV where Jonathan Gresham approached me and was like, hey man, uh, we got this concept going on where we're going to try to bring 
you know, restore honor and bring rules back to Ring of Honor. You've been here longer than anybody around here. So I think you'd be a perfect fit. Wow. And I'm putting your name in the hat to join the foundation. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, because, you know, at that time, you know, I, I was very, very frustrated. You know, uh, it's, uh, you know, being off for months and months and months and coming back to TV and finding out, uh, oh, we, we don't got nothing for you this time. And it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, and you just, you know, you want to pull your hair out, you know, yeah. but you try to positive through everything and you just you know oh, cooler heads will prevail and you just keep working hard hoping somebody notices and then Jonathan Gresham pulls you aside and tells you about this idea and you're just like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah let's go so uh it's pretty cool because we're all a bunch of uh, like-minded individuals you know while me and Jay you know we've been in Ring of Honor for years and years and years um and I even grew up watching Ring of Honor prior to coming to the company uh hot sauce and Gresham, they were both longtime Ring of Honor fans too. So they all know about, you know, what the Code of Honor really means to to Ring of Honor and how it came from the beginning of Ring of Honor and how it kind of, you know, got stepped on throughout the years and stuff. And everybody is very uh, passionate about bringing it back. And it's pretty cool, though, because, you know, when you have respect from your peers, you know, it's a great feeling, but when your peers are Jay Lethal, Jonathan Gresham, and Tracy Williams, you're like, all right, it kind of lights yeah. a newfound confidence inside of you. And I mean, when when the, the restart, so to speak, happened, it's like, I figured you'd be a part of a tag team because they can put you in there with a mop and you're going to make a good tag team <laughs> with them. Like, you, you've proven that you can team with absolutely anybody and you're going to have a good tag team. But then when... It's like, oh, you will be, but it's in the foundation. I was like, oh, that's fantastic. That's playing off of the experience. 15 years in Ring of Honor. And you're in a very unique situation that most people are never in. Because as you mentioned, you grew up watching Ring of Honor. You are still a very young guy, but you've spent 15 years in Ring of Honor. That's not something a whole lot of people can can say because you, you have grown up. Like almost your entire adult life in Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, even even prior to that too, uh, I started training at the ROH Dojo. I was 17 years old, um, uh, and you know, I basically grew up on the road with <laughs> Ring of Honor, and you know, learned along the way. My first ever professional wrestling match was on a Ring of Honor show uh, in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, no way to, no better way to, uh, you know, get the first one out of the way than with a passionate you know, fam, smart fan base, like the Ring of Honor fan base. But yeah, man, uh, and everybody lo- looks to me as like a veteran in the locker room. And I'm just like, oh, gosh, you know, 15 years gone by already. And uh, it's one of those things where I don't think of myself as a veteran because like I'm still so like hungry and passionate like anybody walking off the street is. Yeah. So it's always like kind of weird to think about myself that way. But yeah, man, you know, uh uh, most people think I'm a lot older than I am, uh, but I'm uh, 33 years old. I've been, you know, wrestling for Ring of Honor for 15 years, and uh, and I guess that would be 11 or 12 years where we've uh, no no uh, 11 years where we had TV. So uh, yeah. 11 years of television experience. So it's uh, <laughs> it's been quite the journey for me. And we see wrestlers go into their 50s now, for the love of God, like. When when you see that, like, do do you have like a a year in mind, like, oh, well, I want to be retired by this time or that time, or are you just like, hell no, I'm going to go until 
I'm going to go PCO levels. I'm going to hit him up for some info. Dude, I, I see I see guys like PCO uh, and even guys like uh, if you've ever heard of him on the Indies Action Mike Jackson. He used yes. to do uh, He did he used Impact to do, recently. Yeah, oh yeah, oh that's right. Yeah, yeah. he did do him. And uh he well he used to do jobs for like Crockett back in yeah. <laughs> the 80s and probably before that, but uh and he's still got- in great shape. He's like Yeah. He's like 200 years old. He's in incredible shape. I love He does the rope walk. The rope walk yeah. gimmick. I love it. <laughs> he does no pay. He does the whole nine yards, man. Uh, I, I hope that, you know, I'm in that condition when I'm at his age. You know, I don't ever want to have to stop doing this. You know, there is that, you know, uh, the thing in the back of your head, though, where it's like uh, there, wait, there may be a day where I won't physically be able to do this anymore. But, you know, I'm trying to do everything to uh, keep that and prevent that from happening you know i work out twice a day and try to stay in shape that way and stretch and uh try to take care of my body and have a healthy diet so uh you know it's one of those things where wrestling is a uh a, a very dangerous sport you know you could be a uh, feeling great today and then go out there in the ring and you know feel horrible tomorrow so no i i, I don't have a time frame on when i would want to hang it up i just want to do this for as long as i possibly can and make as much money as i possibly can and uh you know hope that um when i'm done with the in-ring stuff that there's something for me to do outside of the ring involved with wrestling <laughs> and, and obviously there's still a long way to go just such a long way to go you're you're in your early 30s right now and you've got all this experience as well just fantastic stuff we've mentioned you've been in ring of honor like for ages I had heard maybe towards the end of 2019, maybe early 2020, that Ring of Honor flew like the entire roster in for a meeting and was like, hey, we want your input. We want to know what you guys want to change. Had you seen anything like that in your time there? And did you have any specifics that, that you contributed? Because I had a lot of wrestlers that were like, oh, they implemented a lot of our suggestions. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was one of those things where, with with all the drama and stuff that was going around at the time, uh, Ring of Honor just had a lot of bad publicity on it. And it was one of those things where it's like, all right, we need to like set this ship in the right direction. So literally everybody came in and there was a big, you know, uh, dry erase board and a, and a marker. And one of the employees was just up there writing everything down and, nice. and all the different things we could be doing. Um, I, I, uh, definitely they a lot of the stuff that you know that was mentioned is you know coming to fruition uh more ian riccaboni elbow drops <laughs> yes uh <laughs> one of the big things that i was a fan of was uh the catering you know uh here and there we would you know be um they would oh hey we we got you guys this from such and such or oh hey we got you some subway or something <laughs> like that you know but then it became a point where in 2020 all our shows were fully catered and i was like wow this is amazing and i and like you know i'm a vegetarian so a lot of times i can't eat some of the stuff that you know most of the other people eat and not only i'm a vegetarian but i'm very picky eater about what i'm putting into my body as far as like carbohydrates and sugar and stuff goes so um so i remember the last last show that we actually had uh i believe it was in uh st louis or uh 
think it was in St. Louis, but they had veggie burgers there that day. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's veggie burgers. And like, oh, dude, I was just going to town. You know, it was no buns though. So it was all, it was all good. <laughs> I, I love hearing that. I love hearing that they, they took that type of thing into consideration. I kept hearing good things uh, throughout the pandemic when I'm reaching out to wrestlers, trying to get some scoops, trying to get some news. And they're like, Man, ROH is treating us good. They're doing they're they're taking care of us. They they haven't pressured us to do like anything out of our comfort zone. And that's very refreshing to hear considering the way that some other places handled things. I think that that speaks very highly of Ring of Honor. Yeah, the the thing was like uh when we went out to Las Vegas for the pay-per-view and the television tapings, like I I got off the plane and I, I saw Grizzly Redwood and Cheeseburger. I was like, hey, what's up, guys? They're like, hey, you check your email yet? I'm like, no. They're like, the shows are canceled. I'm like, what? You know, like just knowing the uh, the amount of money that it costs to put on a pay-per-view production and the satellite time and flying everybody out to Las Vegas and, and the rooms for a few days and they had catering lined up and and all this stuff comes into play, you know, and it's just like, man, they just canceled it all. Like, I guess this coronavirus thing, I guess this is really something, you know, to be worried about. Um, and then like, so we go home and it's like, you know, you're like, all right, well, I guess like two weeks, like locked up, you know, just to relax and kind of cool down. That won't be that bad. And all of a sudden, two weeks turns into two months and you're like, oh boy, you know, Ring of Honor shows are canceled and, you know, there's there was really no talk of like when we were going back to work, but they were making sure that everybody felt good and everybody was paid. So that was definitely refreshing. And you see all these other companies are still going on with their operations and, you know, they're doing temperature checks and stuff like that. And the testing really wasn't you know, that accurate at that point, you know, so nobody really had the COVID testing. So Ring of Honor was just like, hey, guys, we want to make sure that we have, you know, all our T's crossed and our I's dotted because, you know, we don't want to see any of you guys getting sick. We don't want to, you know, jeopardize anybody's families, anything like that. So they uh, they waited until August until, you know, they knew a lot more about the uh, coronavirus. And there was even talks about even bringing it to uh, bringing the tapings to Florida or like Tennessee, one of those more open states, but they decided to go with Maryland because even prior to the pandemic or coronavirus or anything, Maryland state athletic commission is one of the most, you know, strictest, <laughs> the most strict uh, commissions in all of professional wrestling. So they wanted to do it with them to make sure that everybody was you know, safe beyond belief and uh, really taken care of. And, you know, from, you know, you, I just took my pre-travel test yesterday and then you get there, you, you take another test and you're, you're up, you're up in your room for a few days by yourself and just, you know, kind of hanging out. And then before you wrestle, you got to take another test. And before each match, the canvases are, are changed out and the ropes are all wiped down, sanitized. Um, they go through, 15 canvases in a day you know it's uh and they give us all all money so we can um order food to our rooms and we don't leave anywhere so we get a per diem per, per each day and uh man like there's temperature checks at the door as well so if you know you you were feeling a little under the weather, you know, they don't want to risk it at all. So they really uh, every everywhere you go to hand sanitizers here 
and you got to wear your mask the whole time as well. So, uh, and we saw that effect final battle too. They were like, we're not risking this. We've got big stars on this show. They had a big match, EC3 and Jay Briscoe. And they were like, it sucks, but we can't do it. And, um, and it worked out for him in the long run. EC3 signed there. And he even told me, he was like, Oh, I owe it to them, the fans and Jay to do that match. But it's good that they were worried about my safety too. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, crazy because, you know, you spend all this money advertising the pay-per-view and the matches on the pay-per-view and then yeah. you get pay-per-view and it's like, well, we gotta, we gotta do a little something different here. So, uh, and even with, uh, you know, Bandito and Flamita, you know, they were the six man tag champions and every title was supposed to be on the line at final battle, but Hey, you know, plans change. And, uh, it's just, uh, you know, I feel like if this would have happened like 15, 20 years ago, where like, you know, this pandemic hit professional wrestling, people wouldn't be taking the proper steps to keep everybody safe. Whereas now it's a whole lot different. And uh, I'm very, very thankful for the, the, the steps and the caution that Ring of Honor has taken to keep the whole, the whole company, the staff, the crew, the wrestlers, everybody safe during the pandemic. Uh, we mentioned the fact that, that you'd been in a lot of teams. You've been in a few groups as well between the cabinet yeah. and scum and now the foundation. How would you compare those? Because I mean, different roles in each one, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you know, like one person says like, Oh man, like how can this guy like join scum that a company that was, you know, hell bent on, tearing ring of honor down and burn it to the ground and then be the, being the foundation and you know try to restore honor um well simply put my favorite wrestler growing up was steve carino so <laughs> when your favorite wrestler it. gets in your head you know it's like oh right but you know the scum wasn't just trying to tear down ring of honor we were trying to tear it down to rebuild it again because it had fallen away from where it had been what and it was originated on and even with like the cabinet where we were trying to to uh, protest the code of honor because people weren't uh, weren't abided by it. So we would meet at the code of honor, um, which was probably one year too soon. You know, if that would happen one year later, it would have really been mega, mega, mega heat. But, uh, but, um, but, you know, if it would happen one year later, it might've been mega baby face too. I guess it all depends on what city you're in, you know? So, because uh, some of those issues, you know, different different cities you go to, you know, I remember uh, a uh, a romantic touch mask versus uh, a, rom- uh, a romantic touch match versus uh, Dalton Castle that happened in Amarillo, Texas, and Amarillo, Texas was not progress as progressive as a lot of other uh, <laughs> places that uh, we we were going to on the tour. So that one. Wasn't ready for uh, Dalton, Dalton Castle or the romantic touch, but it's about five years, six years later now. Hopefully, uh, Amarillo, Texas has come up a little bit, you know? How did you feel working as, as romantic touch? Well, obviously different. Uh, it was, I'm sure it was an adjustment, but how did you feel? Uh, and like, did you take that to them? Did they bring it to you? How did, how did that even come about? Um, basically, like, it was one of those things where, like, it – Everybody that was in Scum, like, uh, you know, got kicked out of Ring of Honor. And everybody had to find their own way back in. And this was my way back in, you know, coming under 
like the Midnight Rider type thing and try to make it obvious as possible, romantic touch, Red Titus, RT, RT. And uh, I, uh, I definitely enjoyed it because I'm a big fan of like character wrestling. So, um, you know, if I can go out there and, and portray, you know, portray a character and have everything make sense through that match as what that character would do, like, you know, that's, that's pro wrestling right there. That's my favorite pro wrestling, you know, but um, it, it, there came to a time where it was just like, Oh man, like, you know, enough is enough. You know, yeah. <laughs> There's this mask itches, you know, my peripherals all messed up. Uh, man, I, I could be doing so much more here. I just want to be, you know, doing more. And then the stars aligned and Kenny King, uh, his impact deal was coming up and the romantic touch was, uh, has ran, had it ran its course by that point. And uh, sure enough, uh, the All Night Express uh, came back together. How did you feel bringing it back a couple of years later for the, the hangman match? Because uh, I know you did that on like an unauthorized show. Was that your idea or did they, they bring that to you? Um, I, I think it, I think they brought it to me because every February, you know, when, when St. Valentine's day comes along, uh, romantic touch just kind of comes <laughs> in. So, uh, this year, you know, he had a uh, throwback Thursday match for Valentine's Day, and he even appeared on Week by Week in the Question of the Week. So uh, I think that match was around Valentine's Day. So uh, and uh, and the romantic touch uh, kissed Adam Cole in that match. Those <laughs> 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 Bullet Club days. So uh, the big smooch on Adam Cole's uh, lips. So a lot of people are probably jealous of the romantic touch for that one. Eat but, your heart uh, out, Britt Baker. <laughs> But yeah, uh, then um, at the end of the match, the- you have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand. And even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hangman Page actually hung uh, uh, the romantic touch over the top rope, but little did Adam Page know that uh, the romantic touch was really into auto fixation. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, he might have got a little bit more joy out of that one than Adam. So, you mentioned Kenny King returning. Had you all kept in touch during his time in Impact? Because I know vacating the tag titles ideally was not something that I'm sure you were like, Oh, that's my first choice, you know? And then you're then immediately upon his return, you're, you're back in that spot. 
how was that relationship during that period? Uh, so it was one of those things where like when Kenny told me like, Hey man, like I'm going to be on impact tonight. I was like, Oh, uh, okay. Like, you know, we're, we're the tag teams, but we'll go ahead, do what's best for Kenny King, yeah. you know? And I, I never like held any ill will towards him or anything like that, but we definitely stayed in touch, you know, um, always just, you know, you know, you know, talking shop and like that sort of thing. And like, Oh, what's this guy up to? And Oh, what, what, what's the drama over there? And this whole thing. And then he just, the, the main, the, the thing that really like set him off though was when, um, Hernandez appeared um, for Impact when he was under contract Lucha Underground. with Underground. So they had like eight weeks of TV or something like that. They couldn't taped any all- of it. Yeah, and all of it got scrapped. And Kenny had a, like a cage match, and he like dove off the cage, and like you know it was all this like stuff that like was going to be really breakout stuff for him, and none of it aired. And he was just like infuriated about this. And then, like, around that same time, his contract was running up. So they were like, oh, we're going to, you know, we're just going to do a per show thing. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's cool with me. And then, like, he was <laughs> like, hey, man, like, uh, you think uh, you could uh, put it in the word? I'm like, I got you, bro. And uh, sure enough, uh, you know, I think the next month, Kenny King was popping out at the All-Star Extravaganza, and we, you know, answered the uh, Briscoe's Open Challenge. But that almost didn't happen because uh, the original plan was for Kenny King to uh, come under a mask as the kind caress. And <laughs> uh, the Romantic Touches tag team partner as the, the afternoon delight. Um, but at that point, like the romantic touch had just, you know, been, uh, been around for, you know, he, he probably overstayed his welcome, but, um, it was just like, you know what, we, we just need to hit the ground running with this and, you know, on express Briscoe's first night back, big win on pay-per-view. You can't ask for much more. I think it worked out best the way that it happened. <laughs> I think that it worked. Cause I remember I was watching the pay-per-view, I was covering it and I was like, cause as I mentioned to you, like. Briscoe's All Night Express were a big part of me being like, all right, tag team wrestling's back. This is what I want. So seeing that and then the surprise returns, I was like, hell yeah, this is exactly what I want. Like, uh, So I always, I always kind of wondered how, like, if you guys were on good terms or not. But it's good to hear that you were during that period, uh, for sure. Yeah, we were during that period. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, a few years later, you know... Um, Hey, hey, like, right, you know, uh, I gotta, I gotta go, um, do the, the bachelor. And it's like, uh, well, you know, WrestleMania weekend's coming up. We got this, we got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the office is cool with it, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, you know, go do what's best for Kenny, you know, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, the bachelor raps and, you know, it's about to start playing on TV. And he's like, oh, well, the thing is, like, the uh, the producers for the show think it would be better for me if I was a uh, singles wrestler. And because, uh, you know, you know, you're not on the show and Caprice Coleman isn't on the show. So we need to, you know, present present me as the way that I would be on the show to really make this pop off. And, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, Kenny King's winning the television title. And it's just like, all right, you know, uh, 
go ahead, do what's best for Kenny. You know, forget about this tag team that we've had for, you know, 10 years or so or whatever, you know, the time frame was. But, uh, yeah, and then uh, he embarrassed me in front of my pregnant wife in Philadelphia. And uh, that was that was kind of like the last straw. I was like, all right, you know, I'm done with this dude. Uh, I've done enough for him uh, as much as I can. And, uh, you know, we haven't really uh, talked talked a whole lot since. So, I mean, obviously – there are no all night express express reunion plans uh, in the cards as of right now. I mean, uh, unless we're on opposite sides of the ring, which uh, <laughs> with the foundation and uh, LFI uh, yeah. beefing right now, it's a very big possibility. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've seen it to to some degree. We saw LFI and and the foundation uh, recently in a pure pure tag match as well. Uh, I've always been interested to hear about your your experiences when you appeared for WWE. I know you did a couple of different spots. So obviously, I assume you weren't under Ring of Honor contract then. Not not at that point, no. Yeah, that was kind of like the the time frame in between, uh, you know, Red Titus and the Romantic Touch showing up. Because yeah. like Romantic Touch showed up about six six months after uh, Red Titus had disappeared but uh yeah you know uh that was always cool um i always like to say i had a cup cup of coffee in wwe because there's like one one scene where i'm having a cup of coffee and vince mcmahon is just you know yelling at like brad maddox or something like that you know and vicky but, right i thought i thought yeah, Vic, vicky was Vic, there yeah and you know some rosebud stuff and uh and i wrestled the ascension as well on tv uh that was pretty cool you know just for the the um sure fact of you know having a match on smackdown and and you know um because everybody uh you know everybody always asks like hey like when, when can i watch you on tv when you're gonna hit the big time you know <laughs> oh, man, like, uh, i'm on tv like you know yeah. <laughs> we're contracted wrestler like and because people don't understand you know they're like oh ring of honor like you know and, and they kind of look at it as like because i've been with ring of honor my whole career like you know that it's like it's just been this one like little promotion this whole time where where the ring of honor when i started compared to the ring of honor now is like apples and oranges you know the company has you know gone through amazing growth and you know when uh when i when i first started at ring of honor like you know if you would have told me that i'd be getting a a paycheck every month regardless if i wrestled or not i would have laughed at you you know like what like the same company that sent me to wawa to to buy ice concession stands and then when i came back and said hey you guys didn't give me enough money it cost 20 bucks extra they're like oh well well thank you very much and i was like <laughs> dude uh, uh i'm eight years old I, I got i got a i got a six month old you know like come on like help me out here you know but Hey, like if you would have told me that then, I would have laughed at you. But now, like it's like I said, it's a completely different company. So, when when you were doing the WWE spot, did you have any interaction with Vince McMahon, or were you just kind of set in your spot there? Did he give you any direction by chance? Uh, well, it was really crazy just to see how like they they do like the the live TV, TV and like the live like uh, like little backstage ring that's because the like the one with vince was shot live so um he like he came out from his segment in the tv and like i was told like hey just wait here like you know 
when Vince is ready, he'll be ready. And he kind of just like comes back from uh, the ring and he strolls in and he's like, all right, so what's the segment? And uh, they're like explaining him. And then he's kind of like, you know, taking it all in. And he's like, well, what about if we did it like this? And this is all during the commercial break. And I'm like, wow. And they're coming back from the commercial break with this scene. So it's like, it's like, man, like this guy is just like changing it on the fly, <laughs> you know? So it was just like amazing to watch. And then like, you know, as like uh, <laughs> the funniest thing was like, as like it's going on and it's like playing live, you just feel your phone just going. <laughs> <laughs> and like your Twitter just blowing up and like, it's just like, man, like it's crazy how like quick, like people like, um, Sorry about that. You're good. It's all good. But it's crazy to to just see how like quickly people uh you know how it goes from TV right to uh you know the the Twitter or whatever whereas like Ring of Honor like you know like uh we'll tape stuff you know months before and then all of a sudden you know poof you know here it is on yeah. TV like damn I I forgot that I even had this match or <laughs> you yeah. know I forgot what this promo was even about you know but uh yeah you know so it's it's uh it's very cool just to see how they uh they do things there and uh you know and 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 even with like the wrestling match against like the ascension like you know the producers you know being a play into it and just just cool to see how um, who did produce it by the way uh road dog road dog yeah 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 and it's funny because they're like hey so uh we think um, we're, we're going to play a rib on uh, one of the guys in the, in the production truck, uh, and that's going to be your name for the match. His name is uh, Steve Garino. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, that kind of works for me, too, because I can play a rib on one of my friends. So, uh, yeah. But I never actually wound up getting a graphic or mentioned on uh, as Steve Garino on TV. So the, the rib kind of fell flat. I love it. So who, who gave you the call and said, Oh, you're, you're coming to SmackDown. You're wrestling a match. Uh, well, it was funny because, um, they, uh, when they did the, um, this, this was the Ascension's uh, second match on TV. So they had the first one against Miz and Miz Dow. And then like, just like the second one. So Scott Armstrong, you know, had all the extras and he was like, all right, we're going to have you guys wrestle matches and we're um we're gonna take the two the the best guy from the matches and he's like i already know i'm using titus so titus you don't gotta wrestle you can wrestle if you want but you know we're already using you i was like oh i'm flattered (laughs) you know but yeah uh so I, i i didn't know going in there that day that i would be having the match but you know as soon as i got there i pretty much knew i was like wow you know so you had plenty of time to stretch and prepare and you know and it's not like uh you went to catering and pigged out and then all of a sudden you come back and you're like oh what i gotta wrestle the ascension you know (laughs) but it was but it was cool though because um i knew victor uh i had wrestled him at ring of honor back in 2006 yeah i wrestled him in 2006 when he was wrestling as apocalypse he would, and he would actually come. He was friends with uh, with Daniel Bryan, so he would come down to the to the Ring of Honor dojo and train with us as well. So I I, I had a, a rip, you know, a rapport with him, and we wrestled. It's funny because on the Indies, 
in Ring of Honor, he used to do this uh, move. He'd do like the crucifix bomb, like a razor's edge, but then he would turn it into a uh, pile driver. Oh, wow. Which, which is just crazy, you know? But um, so he, he hit me with that move in Philly, bang. And Philly was close to my house, so my parents came to watch. And he hits me with this big move, bang. And, you know, I'm, I'm walking to the back after the match. I'm like, selling my neck. And, and then uh, all of a sudden, like, I hear my mom in the locker room. I'm like, what the hell? And my mom's like, oh, my gosh, are you all right? Are you all right? And I'm like, mom, get out of here. Because, <laughs> like, no lie, like, uh, Colt Cabana, Alex Shelley, and uh, Jimmy Rave were, um, were uh, standing right there having a conversation and I'll, I'll never forget and uh colt was like he's all right mom he's all right and she's like oh well he, he should have got into acting and he had me worried sick out there and i'm just like oh my gosh and i'm just like i'm like oh man there's like thinking in my head like oh yeah like you know 2007 like you know because colt went away to wwe and yeah you know, came back years later and to ring of honor and i was like yeah you know we, he probably doesn't even remember me as the same person you know and, <laughs> and then he's like yeah we can't have moms running around the locker room or anything ain't that right <laughs> you remember that and he's like, you never forget when a mom comes into the locker room I'm like oh gosh but uh i'm i'm uh i'm really uh i'm good friends with alex shelley now but i'm i'm like deathly scared to ask like hey man like uh do you remember like when my mom came in the locker room that philly show 2007 or 2006 rather yeah but yeah so that's amazing uh god i don't know how to follow that but as we wrap up a couple more i remember you had mentioned training with daniel bryan and i remember in some interviews you had said what didn't love it at the time but now looking back it it like you, you, it was a learning experience. You, you learned so much from doing it. How do you look back on that now, so many years later? Man, like now, like I wasn't in the shape that I'm in now. So, like you know, like all those Hindu squats and push-ups and running, like I would be like, oh, <laughs> now you know, I'd just be like eating it all up and you know, like trying to you know dog everybody else out out, you know, yeah. but. Uh, but uh, at the time, I was just like, oh, my gosh, more squats, more push-ups. And, uh, but, yeah, like, if it was to happen now, like, I'd, I'd be like, oh, my gosh. And at the time, like, uh, I was very new to wrestling, too. So some of his techniques and holes were just, like, a little bit complicated for uh, a new wrestler. So I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I remember, like, I had, like, 20 minutes alone with Brian where he was trying to teach me the short arm scissors and I just couldn't get it, you know? And I just sat there for like ever just trying to couldn't get it. It was like my kryptonite couldn't do the short arm scissors for the life of me. But then like years later, I actually trained with delirious. Um, he was actually able to finally crack the code and get me <laughs> to learn the short arm scissors. And now the short arm scissors, I love doing the short arm scissors, yeah. you know? It's just like little instances like that where you're like, man, like I wish I was a little bit more experienced then because I could have learned so much more. And it's little things too that like, you know, like that you'll you'll think back to the training that you got from him and you'll be like, ah, this is what he was going for then, you know? And it's all like one of these full circle moments 
But yeah, you know, and, and even getting to wrestle Brian on like a, uh, a Ring of Honor show in 2009, man, like I wish I would be able to wrestle him today because, you know, he, he, not only has he gotten so much better since 2009, but I've gotten so much better since 2009. So I would love to just be able to learn more from him now. So, uh, but yeah, like nowadays I'm, I'm kicking myself in the butt, like trying to like, like hey, you better work harder than yeah. what you then. But yeah, last question as we finish up, there was a Twitter submission. I assume one of your childhood friends says, ask him about the Samu and giant Gonzalez Hasbro's. I gave him (laughs) at his eighth birthday party. I'm going to hope this is a childhood friend. Otherwise it's a very creepy individual. Yeah. Good old, uh, Josh Rumbin. Um, you know, in in kindergarten, uh, he was like my first friend because, uh, you know, we, um, we both loved wrestling. We're the only kids mm-hmm. in the class that love wrestling. So, um, and second grade at my birthday party, I'll never forget the brand new series, Giant Gonzalez and Samu. He, he, he I, had, I hadn't even seen the series yet because it, like kids these days, they already know what's coming out yes. before it comes out. Back when, you know, I was a kid, you know, you'd have to go to the store and be like, oh my gosh, what did they made a giant Gonzalez wrestling figure. You wouldn't even know if the series was <laughs> continuing back then. You would just hope. <laughs> like, I, I walked into the store and I was like, what are these? What are these? What are these? Like, there'd be a new series. I would have no idea that was coming up. I'll, I'll never forget, like, the the transition from Hasbro to Jack's wrestling figures was like such a a state of confusion for me because there was like this period of time where i could never find any wrestling figures i'm like what is going on here and then uh, in the fourth grade i saw uh, another friend my friend another childhood friend my friend rob he had uh, a gold dust and a Shawn michaels figure and he was playing with him at lunch and i was like what yes (laughs) what are these but yeah like you never you never knew about um you know uh these sorts of things. And so Josh Rumbin, the guy who bought me these figures in second grade, actually went uh, away to Catholic school in mid- middle school. So, and so like, and that's when like wrestling really blew up and everybody wrestling. And then like probably around like the 10th or 11th grade, um, I, uh, I saw him and uh, we were playing basketball at the park and I was like, I was like, yo, Josh, I hadn't seen him in years, you know, because, you know, that was wasn't social media back then. And, you know, once somebody's not in your class, you, you know, you kind of don't talk to him in, back in those days, you know. But he was like, uh, I was like, oh, man, you still like wrestling? He's like, ah, I don't watch that stuff on TV no more. I like indie stuff. I'm like, wait, what? Like, you watch the indies? Like, do you watch Ring of Honor? He's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know, and uh, he's like, you got to check out this IWA Mid-South. And I was like, all right. And uh, uh, that's what, like, started my tape trading as a kid because he – he uh, I, I dubbed a Ring of Honor tape for him. He gave me an IWA Mid-South tape. It was uh, it was the Chris Hero uh, CM Punk match yes. where uh, they did the uh, – the uh the russian leg sweep from the balcony through the tables and i was like and uh because i was i was always a ring of honor fan but like i didn't really you know go seek out these other indies because the one time i tried to like with a double header with czw and like there was like you know light tubes and like all this crazy stuff i was like uh, i don't know about all this yeah. you know and 
and then he like he also told me about this like message board forum where you can go on there and trade tapes it was called crazy max forums and i was like i was like all right cool and like i was like hey like uh i'm new here blah blah blah. my friend josh rumbin sent me over here but little did i know that like josh rumbin had like mega heat on those boards because like one day (laughs) what one day he um he he uh he like made all these trades and everybody sent him the tapes and he just went radio silent never sent anything back and like he owed all these people like tapes and money and all this crazy stuff and then like and so like people were coming after me i was like i i don't know i just i just want to trade some tapes and get some different entities and stuff but i eventually uh you know built up my own reputation on that message board uh, and stuff and, but yeah, you know, a message board tape trading was definitely a fun. And now, man, I, I, I remember I got that one tape from Josh Roman, which led to like 500 wrestling tapes or something crazy, you know? That's wild. It sounds like the scene from Superbad where the guy hits Jonah Hill with a car and he's like, oh, come to this party with me. Everybody <laughs> likes me there. And then they get there and everybody wants to kick their ass. Josh almost <laughs> got your ass kicked on the forums. Yeah, yeah. Oh pretty God. much. Pretty much, but uh, yeah. So that is a very true story. I got the wrestling figures in second grade for my eighth birthday party. Fantastic. Well, guys, check out Rhett Titus in action on ROH's YouTube. But also, uh, 19th anniversary is set for Friday, March 26th. Make sure you guys check that out. Rhett Titus, so generous with your time. Thank you so much. I could talk to you about this stuff all day. There is no shortage of things to talk to Rhett Titus about. No, Sean, uh, it's a pleasure coming on here. Um, you know, definitely, you guys want to go check out that 19th anniversary show. It's going to be an amazing show. Uh, all the titles will be defended once again. You know, cards subject to change sure. due to COVID and those sorts of things. But, um, you know, uh, always want to check out Ring of Honor on uh, Fight TV, on the Fight app, uh, every Monday night at 7 o'clock. Watch along with the Ring of Honor roster on Twitter because we're always watching, tweeting along, hashtag WatchROH. Follow me on Twitter slash Instagram at RhettTitusANX, Facebook.com slash RhettTitus, YouTube.com slash RhettTitus. I'm on TikTok, RhettTitus. Oh, you got a TikTok. Yeah, I don't do a lot of crazy stuff on there. Once in a while, I'll just head on there and stuff. But I like to watch other people's videos on there. But, you know, uh, and uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash RhettTitusANX. ShopHonor.com. Search RhettTitus on there for my Ring of Honor t-shirts as well. So, Sean. He, he's everywhere. I, I could chat with you all day as well, too, man. <laughs> well, we got to do this again very soon. RhettTitus, guys, you'll, you'll get all those links in the description below. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Sean. It was my absolute honor. Until next time, guys. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.